Exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, your weekly guide to the internet's message board. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. That's it. <laughs> Jeff's changed his name. I'm Louisa Heron. Uh, and yeah, every week we choose a random subreddit to go through and discuss the topic of. But before we get started, uh, how you guys doing? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I actually uh, almost teared up in happiness a little bit. Uh, this week, because, uh, well, this isn't my thing from the internet, uh, but I went on our iTunes page and looked at our reviews, and we got a really nice five-star review from someone named uh, Richie from New Hampshire. Aww. Uh, uh, oh. You want me to read it to you? Uh, y- I guess. Is it going to make <laughs> me sad? Uh, no, no, it's, it's happy and good, because uh, it's really nice. Uh, he says, both me and my wife love this podcast. The three of you have the best comedic back and forth that I've heard in a while, and I share your particular weird sense of humor. Hooray! I, I listen to your podcast while working third shift at a gas station, and I'm regularly brought to tears laughing. The Captain Transylvania stuff had me doubled over and having to try to explain to customers why I was short of breath. I also love Creepy Podsta, and we'll be rating that as well. Thanks for the good times. Whoa! Oh, that was really nice. Thank you, Richie. Yeah. yeah, thanks a lot, man. That that made me feel really good yesterday when I looked at that. I was really surprised when he mentioned a thing that's specifically from our show, because I thought for sure he was some kind of robot until that point. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure most of the people who listen to this show are uh, sex spam bots yeah. that will tweet at us, hey, please sign up for this credit card stealing service. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a weakness of their plan to name it a credit card stealing service. One of the rules about robots is they're not allowed to lie to humans. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, which of the laws of robotics is that again? Uh, the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Asimov's fourth law of robotics. Uh, thou shalt not lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Graven images, though. Those are robots, right? So that gets a little tricky with that Thou one. shalt not worship no Mega Man before me. I was about to be like, oh man, why has no one ever drawn a parallel between the Ten Commandments and the laws of robotics before? But then I realized that that for sure is the point of that book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, like absolutely that was the point. That's why Isaac Asimov wrote that book, 100%. How come no one's ever noticed that poppies make you sleep in The Wizard of Oz and that could be an allegory for opium? No one's ever noticed. How how come no one has ever pointed out how that guy from Moby Dick was really into revenge? (laughs) Oh. <laughs> oh god anyway yeah. what uh what are you up to on the internet this week matt okay so wait a minute no oh, hold on <laughs> matt said how is everyone and then jeff you are the only <laughs> yeah. one to say anything. Uh, i've assumed that you're all good now because forward. of that good review <laughs> <laughs> well that was really good i'm doing good but it's it's weird to be recording early in the day we're doing this saturday morning and uh yeah, seven, uh, seven a.m <laughs> yeah okay. yeah i got my tunes blasting in the background but on mute, but still, I t- like cartoons. Oh, happening. <laughs> oh I thought you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I realized. <laughs> I realized the word tunes was 
it means something else. <laughs> I was trying to abbreviate it to be cool and extreme, but that didn't happen. So. <laughs> Hold on, you can't make cartoons cool and extreme in any way. Uh, th- tell that to the little claymation interstitials that happened in cartoons when I was a kid, Jeff. Uh, what does what any does of mean? those words mean when used in that order? <laughs> I remember those on, things, but I still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> on the on the Saturday morning cartoons in the 80s, they used to have, like, right before the commercial break, there would be a claymation thing where it would be like, hey, stay tuned because we're going to be right back. And it would always be like a dude wearing a baseball cap backwards skateboarding in and then being like, this is awesome. And then there was one time that there was a dog trying to pee on a fire hydrant and then the fire hydrant sprayed the dog with water instead and then had a smirk like, "Mm, yeah, I did that. (laughs) Oh, gross. Oh, that fire hydrant's a dirty boy. Yeah, everyone involved (laughs) is dirty. He's real nasty. Yeah. I remember a dinosaur with sunglasses or was that a Kraft macaroni and cheese commercial? (laughs) Oh yeah, that no no the dinosaur with sunglasses was Denver the last dinosaur no, which no. was a cartoon. <laughs> the entire nineties was was dinosaurs with sunglasses, guys. Nineteen ninety one to nineteen ninety eight was nothing but dinosaurs with sunglasses. It's it's like on maps where there's the here be dragons portion. If you do a timeline, there's a here be dinosaur here be extreme dinosaurs portion. <laughs> here be a dinosaur kick flipping and hanging ten. <laughs> uh, they didn't know those sunglasses wouldn't protect them. They're not going to protect you from meteor dinosaurs. No, I believe we established that the light is the thing that kills you in a nuclear blast. Oh, right. Oh, Hold shit. on, is this That's a right. nuclear meteor? <laughs> <laughs> it's the one from um, uh, Armageddon that has all the nuclear warheads in it, and it crashed to Earth instead of exploding in space like they wanted. That- that would be a great comedy movie if some, if they tried to blow up the meteor and then the things didn't go off and they're like, oh no, we made it much, much worse. It was only going to kill, you know, 10% of the population and now it's going to kill everyone. Yeah, now it's for sure going to end all life on Earth because we just glued a bunch of nuclear weapons to the outside of it. Especially if the lead up to that is like, well, we only need a 10 megaton blast to destroy the meteor, but to be safe, we're going to put in a 100 megaton blast. And then it's like, oh no, this will definitely crack the earth in half. Mm, this is good. This should be a, a story that's an allegory for hubris, probably? Everything. Every allegory <laughs> is for hubris. That's true. <laughs> oh no. Oh man. Right oh, the Jesus. microphone. What is wrong with you? No, <laughs> I turned fully away from the microphone. That is how violent that sneeze was. The oh no made me think a part of you fell off from that. <laughs> Like, no, oh no, o- my lips flip, fell off. They're gone the, now. The oh no is that every time I'm doing this show, I try to minimize the amount of editing I'm going to need by turning away whenever, but I knew how loud that was, and there's no way I was going to avoid it. Uh, little shit anyway. with your audio spike this time. Yeah. Okay, so, the thing I did on the internet this week, and you guys are going to be mad at me as soon as I say this, but... Guys, are we being... Ah! I'm mad. (laughs) No, go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't say as soon as I start saying this. As soon as you think of this, Jeff will be mad. The thought crime. Sorry, I'm mad about something else. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are you mad about you again, the 90s thing? Yeah, I'm really all about uh, Keith Colantoni. Is that that guy's name? Helen Hunt, that's who you're thinking of. (laughs) No, uh... 
Paul uh, Reiser? Hank Azaria? Veronica Mars' dad. No, oh, Enrico. Keith, Keith Mars is the char- character. Enrico, Enrico Colantoni is the actor. Duh. No, he was on Just Shoot Me. You were all wrong. Uh, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> oh, man. Just Shoot Me was like a decade off from uh, Mad About You. I don't think that's true. Yeah, they were both on in like 1997, right? That's the year those remember. shows were on. No, I remember kind of watching some of Just Shoot Me, and I remember when Mad About You was on, I was like, I'm too young to watch sitcoms. This is boring. I'm huh. pretty sure that they were that Mad About You was way before Just Shoot Me. Well, I don't think that's true, but we'll have to look it up. Yes. Well, we're not gonna. <laughs> I'm looking it up now, but you say you're. Yeah, Just Shoot Me started in 1997. Well, that's good, but that doesn't prove anything. <laughs> uh, what was Mad About You? Let me look that up now. Uh, yes. Say your thing that's gonna make me mad at and about you. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing, guys. Are we being too mean to Ted Cruz? That's we, impossible. <laughs> we, as the internet, here's what I'm saying. When he was, when there was a chance that he could be the evil god king of the United States of America for a little while, I understand, like, really tearing into him, but he lost and is probably very sad about losing, and now, like, the stuff is still going on, accusing him of being a serial killer and pointing out how he's hitting his wife in the face and stuff. And yes, he's awkward, and yes, he's stupid, and yes, he's, like, very bigoted, but I feel kind of like we're going too far. Okay, no, I think you hit on the uh, the thing that I have trouble with in that last part is, yes, he is very bigoted, and he has serious opinions about uh, women and people of color that are, he, he says, are his religious beliefs. But that's not good enough, and he's a terrible person, so I don't feel bad yeah. about any of this. He's still a, a powerful senator from one of the largest states in the country. Yes, but I'm saying there are lots of awful senators. In fact, the majority of senators are awful senators, but we're picking especially on Ted Cruz, and I know we were doing that because he was running for president. I just feel like maybe we should ease off a little bit now that he's not anymore. No. I feel like, no. yes, he yes he was running for president, that brought him to our attention, but he's such a terrible person. He deserves all these things. You know, I, the, the thing is, I, I know it's indulging my darker nature to... Uh, make fun of how he looks like uh, uh, an alien wearing their uh, approximation of what a human being looks like <laughs> costume, yeah. um, and like wanting to bully him until he shoots himself in public, but like, uh, and I know that that is the darker nature of humanity, and I should uh, definitely not indulge the urge to mercilessly mock Ted Cruz and his horrible opinions and bad appearance. But also, it kind of feels good sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. like, our, I mean, we are cyberbullying him. Like, that is 100% what we're doing. And we're leading him to commit suicide. And I just don't know that that's ever justified. I uh, might I feel a little, <laughs> I might feel a little bad if he kills himself, but I also don't think he will because he believes that people who kill themselves go to hell and get tortured forever. Yeah, I mean, he is a megalomaniac, so, like, he thinks he's too important to die, and I get that, but if we tease him to the point where a normal sane person would commit suicide, isn't that still bad? I, really I don't, don't think that think he pays attention to any yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so, but 
I'm less concerned about what it's doing to him and more concerned about what, what it's, it's doing, doing to, to us. Okay, yeah, that's that's a fair concern. But then you you can always personally opt out. Yeah, and I have. I mean, I'm not doing anything about Ted Cruz anymore. I, I you may have noticed that I did not say the Zodiac Killer after his name every time this episode for the first time ever. <laughs> well, because we all know that he's the Zodiac Killer. You don't have to say it. <laughs> no, Jeff. I just keep thinking of that Campbell's Chunky Soup thing now. <laughs> and that Listen, was real. That's his own fault. <laughs> that is hilarious. And if he... If he was willing to laugh at it, too, then I think that we could all forgive him. As it is, like, obviously he, we can't. I just, I just feel like we need to, we need to ease up a little bit. Yeah, one of the things about it is he's an easy target because he's, like, the lamest and, like, evilest prominent politician in the United States. Yeah, he's certainly the lamest. Like, he's just such a huge dweebo and also believes a bunch of horrifically vile things. And yeah, we probably should uh, focus more of our attention on making sure Donald Trump doesn't get to be king of America. <laughs> then we should, uh, trying to make sure everyone knows that uh, Ted Cruz murdered a bunch of people in 1970 San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I still think Ted Cruz's Zodiac chill, uh, Killer is a uh, Zodiac fun... Killer. <laughs> that's, a new, that's a new line of uh, premium malt beverages. Can <laughs> I say? Killers. Okay, let's be, let's be super real here for a second. If there was one thing that could convince me that Ted Cruz isn't as bad as I thought he was, it would be if he now like quit the Senate and started a company making uh, beverages for people, and then named his beverage Zodiac Chiller, like. Not only Zodiac that... Chillers with a Z, because the okay. Z for Zodiac and the Z for Chillers are both the same size, and it makes it mirror nicely. Okay, Z- Zodiac Chillers, <laughs> because not only would it be like, okay, now that I've failed at politics, I'm just going to get crazy, but also it would be him playing into the joke that we've all been making about him all this time. Apparently I... his wife went on TV and had to deny that he was the Zodiac Killer, which I think is a little bit sad, but also really funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's all anyone wanted from that. That people would say it so much that one of them would actually have to respond as if it was a real thing. Yeah, that was always the goal. <laughs> yeah. But okay, I but like, don't you think that being mean to Ted Cruz is only going to reinforce his behavior of being an asshole to almost everyone? Well, when no one was paying attention to him, he was doing it anyway. I don't think it's going to change him in any way. I think the main reason he's a broken person is probably because he's been made fun of his entire life. No, he grew up super rich, and, it, like, I follow, uh, his his college roommate is, like, a writer, and I follow him on Twitter, and he's always telling mm-hmm. stories about how Ted Cruz was exactly as uh, antisocial and insufferable when he was, like, 20 years old as he is now. Yeah, and you know what will help you to continue being awkward and antisocial and an asshole is if everyone around you constantly reminds everyone else that you're an asshole. I'm just saying, if your roommate is going to be the kind of person who follows you around being like, hey, don't be friends with this guy, he's an asshole, like, uh, that might be help hurting more than it's helping. No, no. Uh, I, I mean, it worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped being an asshole because everyone was like, hey, you're being a huge asshole. <laughs> so I know lots of people I know lots of people who were made fun of who were socially awkward like most of their lives and they are decent people so I don't see why he deserves extra credit yeah I can think of four one. of them on this show right now <laughs> 
Four, Hold on, did, did you, you say, say you could think of four? Yeah. I don't know. What? <laughs> What's oh, no. Oh, oh Beth. I forgot about yeah, Beth. Yeah, Louisa, Matt, Jeff, oh. and Beth, obviously. <laughs> the homunculus, I forgot. Uh, no, Beth is actually super cool. <laughs> Beth oh, is no. a real chill dude. <laughs> Beth is a dude? I thought we established Beth was a lady. You thought Beth was a lady, but that's yeah. your own fault. Now I can I only guess... see Beth as a very small dinosaur riding a skateboard with sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he looks like. I think <laughs> that's I think Beth. Can we all agree that Beth is too cool for the gender binary? Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Jeff. Uh, sorry, Beth. I'm Jeff. <laughs> uh, oh no, guys. Uh, I've actually been Beth this whole episode. Sorry, I was playing a prank on you because I'm a cool dinosaur. Oh man, you did seem way more radical than usual. <laughs> Yeah, uh, radical in my feminism. The problem is that (laughs) Jeff's voice and Beth's voice are very hard to tell apart on the podcast. I've heard that as a criticism a lot. And also, there's also that puppet, the racist puppet that we all have, which speaks for us sometimes. (laughs) And those voices are also very similar to ours. Yes. Yeah, it's weird that your yours uh, that is a jalapeno with a mustache does not have any sort of offensive accent, Louisa. That's very impressive. <laughs> no, 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 Jeff. This is a very common misconception. They're racist puppets in that they say racist things. They are not racist puppets in that they are in themselves a racist construct. Oh, okay. So I should put away this puppet I have. That's a skeleton with a turban on. No, I mean, you can, it's just that you can't do a voice because then it gets racist. Until oh, okay. then, it's not racist at all. Okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. Then uh, it's fine. <laughs> Jeff Dunham's lawyers are calling me right now, and they're telling me that I have to go to jail for stealing this puppet. They're trying I don't to think take... lawyers can tell you just to go to jail. I don't think those are real lawyers. I wouldn't listen to them. Uh, tell it to Monopoly, Louisa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, his lawyers are also offensive puppets. Yeah. They're saying it in uh, a vaguely Eastern European accent. Did this happen on the phone? Because you might be on Crank Yankers. <laughs> just, don't, don't sign any waivers if anyone tries to give you Oh, one. man, we're calling back to all of our previous episodes right now. <laughs> this is crazy. Wait, is one of them going to ask you to shoot a gun with your mouth? <laughs> Wait, what? Hold on. I don't remember Crank Yankers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Uh, that wasn't a reference to Crank Yankers, Jeff. That was a reference to our show. Yeah, I <laughs> don't listen to this show. I the only watch Crank Yankers. Right now, that one? <laughs> I remember that one. You know what? Let's get Zack Snyder to write a summary of the whole series, and then you can uh, get caught up. Wink? <laughs> sounds good. Wink for a bag of Coke and a million dollars. Okay, so so uh, the thing I've been up to on the internet this week is Captain America Civil War came out, and it's really good. Uh, but if you guys haven't seen it, I'll do, say another thing that I saw. I haven't seen it, and don't spoil it for me. Okay, uh, it's very good. It's uh, That's it. That's all I'll say. Instead, <laughs> I'll talk about uh, this new podcast I started listening to. It's called Hello from the Magic Tavern, uh, and it's very good. Uh, it reminded me of, um, our episode about Lucha Underground. We talked about how weird it is that there's just this piece of fiction that is using the form of something that is usually nonfiction. So it's like this crazy story about all these superheroes, but it's presented as a sport. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Hello from Hello from the Magic Tavern is a comedy podcast, but the conceit is that a comedian fell through a portal behind a Burger King into the magical land of Foon, and so he uh, still gets a slight Wi-Fi signal through the portal, uh, but can't get back home. So he just uh, uploads a podcast each week uh, with his co-hosts, a wizard and a talking badger. Hmm, okay. And it, it's just a comedy interview show where he interviews the magical creatures from the uh, mystical land that he has found himself stuck in. Uh, and it's very funny because you don't usually see a piece of, especially such obvious fiction, presented as like, hey, this is just the three guys talking podcast. Isn't that basically the same thing as Welcome to Night Vale? Yeah, but that's like that's presented like a radio show and doesn't really keep the format of anything like a radio show uh eventually. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it's similar. I guess. Also, mm-hmm. I don't really like Welcome Tonight. <laughs> yeah, I really wish I did. A lot of people like it. I don't understand. Oh, their yeah. their new show uh Alice Isn't Dead is pretty good. Yeah, I heard that that was more structured though. I don't know if I'm willing to commit to something like that. It's it's serious instead of uh, trying to be like, hmm, oh, wait, Cthulhu, I'm, wink. Jeff, I'm going to stop you right there because I do not have serious satellite radio, so... Oh, okay. Uh, it yeah. doesn't even uh-huh. exist anymore, old man. What? It's Sirius XM. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Louise is not going to bother to defend that obvious lie, she said. No, no one calls it that anymore. XM Radio. No, Whatever. it's Sirius XM. That's the yeah, name of it. Yeah, but XM's like taken over the name. Wait, but no. what format of radio is that, Louisa? Is it, is it satellite radio? Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. What was your point? <laughs> My point is, is your that, point. Your point yes, was making a serious. pun on the name Sirius. <laughs> yes, that's part of it. But also, <laughs> it's called Sirius, and it is satellite radio. So describing it as Sirius satellite radio is 100% accurate, and you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, I wasn't complaining about it being satellite radio. I was complaining about you using the word Sirius just to make that terrible pun, even though that's not accurate. So th- what is this, a real, like, G4 tech TV situation? <laughs> no, it's still at SiriusXM.com. You're wrong, Louisa. You're wrong. It still says SiriusXM right on their website. Yeah, so people can still find it. So the thing you're talking what? about, Jeff... So, Jeff, the podcast you're talking about sounds an awful lot... Don't laugh, because then it's <laughs> obvious I edited a piece out. Well, Sorry, you just deleted that. that laugh! <laughs> There's no reason anyone would ever laugh at things I say unless it's because I fucked up a minute ago. It's because you take that deep breath and then launch it into it real cheerful like when you start the show and it made me yeah. laugh. <laughs> yeah, just delete her laugh next time. Don't yeah. stop. Plow through. Anyway, um, it reminds me of the pot, the uh, the Tumblr uh, Hogwarts IT guy. Have you seen that? Uh, no, it's, it's probably it sounds like it's probably similar to like Riker Googling or something like that. Yeah, kind of. It's like a guy uh, in England working as an IT guy took a job off of Craigslist, and then he found out that he got hired to work at Hogwarts. <laughs> so he's just posting every like week or so of the problems inherent in trying to set up an IT infrastructure in Hogwarts. Yeah, because they don't have great. any technology. That is a yeah. clever idea. Yeah, he's like, I was looking everywhere in the castle to find a place that I could set up my server, and then I found this great room, but then when I went back there the next day, it was a bathroom. What the fuck? (laughs) That's a solid joke. That's a deep cut for the Harry Potter fans. (laughs) Yeah. Is he supposed to know about magic, or is he unaware of all that? 
No, he is aware of the magic that's going on. Okay. He's just incapable of doing it, and everyone sort of is always making fun of him for being a muggle. But then he's like, "But these people don't even know how to order something off of Amazon." So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I I like that because uh, Harry Potter just intrinsically makes no sense if you examine it as more than like a children's book. Yes, exactly. Like I was thinking about this last week. Harry Potter shouldn't be a good guy. He didn't find any, like, he the three people he'd met in his life for the first ten years of it all viciously abused him 24 hours a day, and then he turns out to be, like, a nice person to be friends with? Yeah, because his parents were nice, Jeff. It's a genetics uh, thing. Oh, I forgot. It's British, so it's very much about uh, pure bloodlines and how yeah. those are good. Remember, all the the, good... remember the book Harry Potter and the Secret of Phrenology? <laughs> That one has some very uh, disturbing ideas in it. Yeah, I didn't read the spinoff, Draco Malfoy and the Scourge of the Mudbloods. (laughs) Okay, but seriously for a second, if J.K. Rowling wanted to create a new... book series that was very popular but was sick of the like whimsical nature of the Harry Potter books, she should create an adult Harry Potter series where he's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, that's kind of what his uh, copyright-dodging appearance in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Century 1999 was. He's a serial killer? Uh, well, he ends up being, like, the Antichrist. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't read it, because, uh... Alan well, then Morris why did you bring it out? Because uh, I know <laughs> yeah, that Harry Jeff, Potter's... don't you know Harry... we only bring up movies we haven't seen? We don't bring up <laughs> yeah. books we haven't read. It's Harry Potter's funny. the Antichrist in it. It's just funny because you said a thing that, like, very clearly no one else knew anything <laughs> about or had any way to contribute to the conversation on. And then you also didn't know anything about it and couldn't contribute to the conversation on it. Oh, I just like great. the idea that Harry Potter was the Antichrist in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That is pretty great, although I still think it would be better if instead of being the Antichrist, he was just a regular, like, serial killer. He didn't even <laughs> use magic. <laughs> just, like, knives. Yeah, like, as a wizard, he's a perfectly nice guy, but then his human side is still a serial killer. I guess I'm just sort of getting more and more to describing Dexter. Yeah, and he's like, muggles aren't people, so it's not murder. Yeah. The wizarding world doesn't have any jurisdiction over when I murder muggles. Yeah, that's kind of true, though, in <laughs> No, those it's books. not. They do no, talk no. about that specifically. They kind of do, but they also talk about, like, the fact that when people are, are torturing muggles, it's not a case for the Aurors. Like, it's a separate de- department of the Ma- Ministry of Magic to handle that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and the when Voldemort's like tearing up the English countryside, the Muggle news is just like, oh, it was a tornado. Yeah, and no one's really trying to stop him except for, I guess, all of the characters in all of the books. <laughs> you know. Well, <laughs> this, no, this it's might not... be another story that you slightly <laughs> miss the point of, man. <laughs> There's no Muggles trying to stop him. Like Tony Blair knows about about magic, and he does nothing. He's too busy invading Iraq or whatever. And now Jeff writes a bunch of angry posts online about how Tony Blair knew all about it and he did nothing. Oh man, Jeff, you should start writing letters to the Prime Minister of England every week that's like, how dare you continue to ignore the menace that the Wizarding Society has on our, our culture. Tony Blair lied, Muggles died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. 
<laughs> is there any way we could start saying that Ted Cruz is Voldemort instead of the Z- Zodiac Killer? Because I uh, feel like that's less mean. No, because Voldemort's awesome. <laughs> like, that guy freaking rules. <laughs> he's got a really cool snake face and he's constantly murdering teenagers. That guy's wait, the best. Hold on. I think- and he wears sunglasses and skateboards. I'm, I'm getting onto something here, guys. He definitely sells cigarettes to Draco Malfoy. He's super cool. A man with a snake face is as close as you can get to a dinosaur. Oh, well, no, in this, day, in this economy. Yeah. <laughs> No, hold on. I think Jeff's accidentally <laughs> taken a personality test that revealed that he's going to be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. The personality test is that I think Voldemort is cool. Yeah. It's one question. Is yeah. Voldemort cool? Yeah. And you're like, yes, oh my god, I love him so much. <laughs> well, it's like Freddy Krueger is, is kind of cool and fun, but also no, he's, not he's, he's a serial killing child molester. <laughs> yeah. He I wears mean, a dumb sweater and he makes terrible puns. In what way is he cool? Yeah, those are both great. Great things. <laughs> Speaking as someone who loves to make puns and is currently wearing a terrible sweater, I can't be totally against those things. Uh, Matt, are you saying that a long time ago you murdered a bunch of children and then got burned to death in a barn? Yes, I am a dream. Oh, man. I, w- I was the dream. You're more like a nightmare. Yeah, I guess. Mm. A nightmare on my street. Boo. Oh. That I- was exclusively so that the end song will be Will Smith. Uh, sorry, Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff, Nightmare on My Street. The funny thing is, we've talked extensively about Nightmare on My Street <laughs> yes. on previous episodes. Yeah, but it wasn't the end song. That's true, it was not. I assume. I don't listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, I also wanted to point out what you said about your thing on the internet that you started listening to a new podcast. I'm like, if you have time to be listening to a new podcast... <laughs> How are you not listening to our podcast? Oh, it's not a time issue. I listen to podcasts for about nine hours a day. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, how uh, do you what think, did you guys... How do you think Freddy Krueger gets that sweater on without shredding it to pieces? He puts uh, the glove on after. I thought it was fused to his skin or some bullshit, is it not? I don't think so. He's also, burned he's up a sh- skin. Also, he's a shape-shifting extra-dimensional being, so mm. like we don't need to worry that much. He turns into a giant tongue. At one point, he crawls out of a telephone wire as a worm. Yeah, okay. he's 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 a real Batmite Mixelpitlick kind of guy. Like he's a fifth dimensional trickster, so he doesn't. He can just like manifest the sweater. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. always chooses to manifest that sweater, though, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he has a personal style, and it's wearing a big fedora and a. a green and red striped sweater. It's sort of like what we talked about last week about how every day you make the decision to be the sad loser that you are as opposed to trying to be better. I think Freddy Krueger can really take some advice from that podcast. What if we start accusing Ted Cruz of being the serial killer Freddy Krueger? That would be kind of amazing. Because, like, I think Freddy is dorky and lame enough and also despicable enough. Voldemort, he's got a little too much style. <laughs> yeah, we all know how much you love Voldemort. You can stop <laughs> talking about it now. Uh, he's very good, and also he murdered the worst character in the Harry Potter books, Harry Potter. <laughs> the thing about it is, though, you are right... It, well, I wish he killed Harry Potter more, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I wish he killed him take. permanently. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... The thing about those books is that Voldemort, while he is a serial killer, he's not referred to as a serial killer. So it would be more effective if we started saying Ted Cruz was Freddy Krueger because he is explicitly a serial killer. And I think that that's a real meta joke that people could get into. 
Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's all fucking right. do this. We all agree. Okay. This is a blood pact. Cut your finger and touch it to my cut finger. So let it be written, so let it be done. <laughs> what did you guys do on the internet? I already did mine, Louisa Go. What did you do? I don't remember. I said we should be less mean to Ted Cruz. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That seems what a ridiculous like an action premise. item, which I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> My thing on the internet was seeing people being even meaner to Ted Cruz after he lost his life's ambition, and it made me feel like we were bad people. Yeah, I don't agree. We're the best people. <laughs> <laughs> us, bu- us bullying an old man who has emotional problems <laughs> makes us good people. He's 45! He's not that old! <laughs> okay, he's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> by a by little much. <laughs> like he's not even old enough to be your dad <laughs> uh, what's happening oh what did I do on the internet this week you played 110 <laughs> hours of yokai watch and you found not some recipes week. or some bullshit that, that no one cares about <laughs> well then why do I even say anything if we're gonna be like this about it <laughs> This week, I've only done stuff that I've done before, like watch watch some uh, videos and stuff that I've talked about before. Uh, I did look up a bunch of recipes because it's the perfect storm of uh, occasions this weekend. I have to make three cakes later today. Oof. So that's a lot of cakes. Yeah. You're gonna have to make another thirty-seven to make up for all the ones Lex Luthor is going. To <laughs> that's a lot of cakes. No, what does he that's say? It. That's that's and that's terrible. That's as many as four tens. <laughs> yeah. and that's terrible. And that's terrible. Yep. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> that really good meme. Lex Luthor stole forty cakes. How do I not know this? There's it's from like a Super insane... Friends coloring book. No, there's a fucking insane like math teaching book from maybe the early eighties. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, it's like a Super Friends math book. Yeah. And Lex Luthor's crime is that he's running away with, like, a tray cart with a bunch of cakes on it, and it uh, says, Lex Luthor has stolen 40 cakes. That's as many as four tens, and that's terrible. <laughs> oh, man, I'm looking at it now. It's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, it is great. <laughs> it's, it's the purest, nicest meme. <laughs> if you want something insane along those lines, you should look up the Marvel cookbook. Which I believe is from around the same time. Oh, no. And it's yeah, all absolute this. garbage recipes. You wouldn't believe it. Like, there's Thor's vegetable soup, and it's buy some cans of vegetable soup and heat them up and put some vegetables in it. Like, it's the <laughs> worst thing you've ever seen. I get my iron from beef liver, says Iron Man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He, I like the idea that he has to harvest the metal for his suit from animal blood. Yes. <laughs> like, it takes him a very long time. He has to eat it, digest it to filter out the iron, and then take it from his own hemoglobin to turn it into a suit. He just, like, brings a big magnet to a beef a beef ranch. A cattle ranch. What, and pulls just, all the iron out of the yeah. cows? Uh-huh, just like Magneto in that one scene in X-Men 2. Iron in blood is non-ferrous. Yeah, I was Jeff. gonna say, I don't think that's the way uh, blood iron works. Yeah, yeah, well, also, his suit's made of a titanium alloy that is non-ferrous, so... Actually, I should say it's not non-ferrous, it's non-ferromagnetic. All iron is ferrous because ferrous means iron. Yeah, yeah, non-ferromagnetic. So he's not even an Iron Man, and we need to go and protest outside where he works with signs saying that he is a fraud. Yeah, and he knew about wizards, but didn't say anything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's kind of true, because he's friends (laughs) with Stephen Strange. I don't, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, I was thinking of the movies specifically, uh, where I don't think he's met him yet. Yes, that's true, but in the comics, he knows all about magic. 
It's weird. He's met Thor and like is friends with, uh, like someone who do- like many people who do magic, and he's still like an atheist who doesn't believe in magic, mm. which is kind of odd. Wait, yeah, hold that's on. just that's just the Dana Scully problem. That's what we call that. Do you have to believe in God to believe in magic? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I think that if you meet Thor and Hercules, you have to believe in uh, magic and some sort that you have to know that one of at least one of the ancient religions was right. Well, it sounds like two of them are right if it's Thor and Hercules. (laughs) Well, I, I could see him just dealing with the cognitive dissonance of meeting one of them, but meeting both is like too far. <laughs> and now you have to go <laughs> protest outside the Marvel offices. <laughs> I really like saying... this image Matt sent us. Yeah, I just sent an image about Spider-Man panicking about his kitchen being on fire while he's cooking some <laughs> yes. kind of souffle. But anyway, are you Jeff, are you trying to tell me that Iron Man, Tony Stark, one of the smartest people in the world, could dismiss meeting Thor as an outlier? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if it's not a repeatable experiment. Statistically, eventually, someone would be the Norse god of thunder. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, Asgard is, like, pretty, pretty grounded in, like, okay, they live in, like, outer space, and they're kind of alien, and he could be like, alright, these guys are just aliens, and ancient Norse people thought they were gods, but there's no explanation of that with Hercules and the Olympians. They're just the Greek gods. They live on Mount Olympus. They do magic. They're centaurs. It's crazy. I think even more crazy than that is the fact that Batman is friends with, like, Wonder Woman. Because the, the, like, Iron Man, I feel like it doesn't really come out very strongly as being just science in the way that Batman does. Batman is always trying to solve crimes using his bat computer and shit, but, like, once you know that Dr. Fate is out there and a real person, why would you ever do that? Just call him and be like, hey, can you use some magic to reverse time and some shit and, like, save my parents from being shot, please? Well, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't trust other people. He's got that, like, Sherlock Holmes thing where he's, like, addicted I trust to the- cocaine. Yeah, he's addicted to cocaine. Uh, <laughs> he, he's definitely gay friends with his best, uh, partner. Uh,. <laughs> They, uh, they kiss all the time, uh, in this 10,000 word fan fiction. fiction. Jeff, Jeff, it sounds like you're trying to be sarcastic, but that is 100% true of Batman. He definitely kisses his definitely gay partner. (laughs) Uh, but like, it's. He consults with the police? Yeah, it all comes together, doesn't it? Yeah, he only trusts his own intuition. He's not gonna trust Dr. Fate. That's just some, like, weird space guy in a helmet. This amazing parallel you're drawing, Jeff, would be slightly more amazing if there weren't a comic book and episode of a cartoon show where Batman travels back in time and talks about how similar he is to uh, Sherlock Holmes in that actual comic. I'm not making a revelation here. <laughs> I That's think Louisa like, thinks you are, is no, what I'm saying. No, I know you're not, of okay. course. It's explicitly like... And we all like, remember if... when Batman and the Joker fell off Rickenbach Fall together. We all remember that. <laughs> and we uh, thought that... Batman was dead forever, but turns out he wasn't. That, that also that's, is kind of a thing yeah. that happened in Batman. <laughs> of course That's it pretty was. much the, the ending of the uh, recent, uh, a very recent storyline. They fall off a waterfall and disappear, oh, and no one sees them for a while. There's no joke I can ever make about superheroes. <laughs> it isn't just actually what's happening. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, yes. Anyway, statements. that's uh, uh, yeah, it's time to hit the random button, but I forgot that that was part of the show, so I haven't <laughs> queued it up, uh, even though I know that it's definitely time. So now I'm filling time as I enter the URL I still, and hit. Enter. I'm still enjoying looking at pictures from this cookbook. Isn't it I great? Really, I love that. I cookbook. really want to get a copy and make all of the recipes in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd have well, to get a lot of even... lard and stuff, old timey ingredients. You're gonna uh, even so more pe- enjoy. So Go the ahead. blank, the the Black Panther's snack, just so you know, is <laughs> you trim the crust from the end of bread slices and then spread the bread slices with your favorite filling. Yep. <laughs> like, Pretty good. Black Panther's so, snack is make a sandwich. <laughs> yes, Black Panther's snack is make a sandwich. You decide. I'm not here to make all your decisions for you. Yeah, that's I'm pretty smart. I'm busy ruling a country in Africa, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's a magnanimous leader, and he trusts his people to make their own decisions. That's I, what that means. I'm into it. But he doesn't Is trust African foods. He really likes American white bread <laughs> <laughs> with the crust cut off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's not going to eat any of the traditional foods like uh, rice or, or root vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, those are uh, gross. So... White bread all the way. <laughs> well, I agree. <laughs> This week we're talking about R slash Vintage Audio. I put on my uh, thick-rimmed, my horn-rimmed glasses and my curly mustache. Now, did you wear the horn-rimmed glasses because they give you a warmer tone? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it gives me a a more uh, authentic, clear view of the world that you just can't get from digital glasses. Yeah, in old times, people couldn't see without a bunch of random shit messing things up, so you really, if you want to get that experience, you have to wear terrible glasses. Yeah, everybody wants to look at the world through their, like, iPod glasses or whatever. It's just not the same. Their yeah. Google glasses, if you will. <laughs> oh, man! Yeah, I specifically wanted to avoid that because that was a real thing. <laughs> no, that would have been a great thing, Jeff. That would have made it, that would have put a bow on it. I put a bow okay. on it. I'm the winner. <laughs> so, yes. I'm looking at the sidebar. Shut up, Jeff! If you shut up for a second, I can read the sidebar. Okay, I'm shutting up for a second. <laughs> Alright, so the sidebar has a lot of the things that you guys are just saying as jokes in it. Are you going to read the sidebar? It says r slash vintage audio. I'm not going to listen to you. It says, (laughs) for people who just can't get enough of that warm vintage sound, post, discuss, and learn about the excellent audio gear of past generations. And then it lists it. Turntables, receivers, tube amps, tuners, reel-to-reel, speakers, consoles, components, and more. Showcase what about your vintage... sitting in front of a fireplace with a blanket over your No, legs? absolutely not. Wow. Showcase your vintage hi-fi setup. Ask about the vintage gear you found at your thrift or on Craigslist, okay? Get tips and tricks from other users. Find resources to help you with your gear. I don't like how many times they said gear in that. I don't like calling it gear. I do like the fact that they invented the phrase at your thrift. Yeah. Like, at your convenience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you'd end a fancy letter. Yeah, could you please buy me a new stereo at your thrift? I remain your humble servant. (laughs) Sir Duke Wellington. No, wait, that's a real guy. (laughs) And uh, I like that you went with Sir and Duke in the (laughs) title. Because you were thinking about the. uh, Jeff, Duke was his first name. Uh, Duke is only the first name of fictional cowboys. Is Duke Wellington a fictional cowboy as well as being a real-life jazz man? Uh, he's only a fictional cowboy. He was brought into our world by the power of cool. Mm. Are you thinking of the Duke of Wellington? Is this where you're getting confused? 
No, I'm thinking. There... Of, I'm thinking of beef Wellington. <laughs> yeah, that's delicious. No, wasn't there a guy, a, jet, a blues musician, whose stage name was Duke Wellington? Was he not Duke sure. Ellington? Maybe I'm thinking yeah, of Duke, Duke Ellington. Ellington. You yeah, are. that's probably it. Which Google I believe he got that name as like a funny little ha-ha, like the Duke of Wellington, right? Oh, uh, yeah, his Maybe. name was Edward Kennedy Ellington. Yeah. Did he go by Duke W. Ellington? <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why would he? Hold on, his middle name was Kennedy. <laughs> because W stands for wizard. <laughs> he knew about wizards the whole time. Uh, he gets two nicknames. We need to go protest the wizard Ellen. Is it possible that all of his songs were coded messages warning us about wizards? Very possible. Not just possible, probable, and definitely true. I forgot that the fourth member of our podcast is Jeff's uh, Amazon Echo Tower. <laughs> yeah, I don't Beth. know what we said that sounded like its name that I'm not going to say so that it doesn't talk again. <laughs> uh, uh, I bet that Amazon Echo Tower did get made fun of when he was younger, though. Uh, is it a she? Girl. Yeah, Cortana, right? Sorry, I said nope. it, I said it <laughs> Who's but Cortana? I didn't hit my T very hard. Cortana is the Windows one. Yeah, Cortana is Halo's friend. Well, what's this one's name? Doesn't have a name? Echo? I'm not gonna say it. It's like Alice or something. Echo the Dolphin? A-L-E-X-A. Oh, okay. Yeah, You can say it, uh... because I have headphones in, but if I say it, it's just gonna talk again. Yeah. Could you change its name? Like, what if that was already the name of someone in your family? You can can change it to be Amazon. Okay. What if that's the name of someone in your family? (laughs) Then you're uh, probably in the Justice League. Wait, yeah, what if you're Wonder Woman and you have a friend named Alexa, then you're screwed. (laughs) I want to change it to have a man's voice and call it Jarvis, but that's not an option. Don't underestimate me, Batman. I'm the princess of the women fighters. (laughs) Look, can we have this conversation in another room? (laughs) (laughs) It's me, Princess... Lexi. Then he's gonna think you're talking about Lex Luthor having undergone a sex change operation, and then that's a whole other thing. I feel like Lex Luthor probably would do that just as a way to, like, if he knew that it could thwart Superman, finally. There's gotta be a time when Lex Luthor invented a gender-swapping ray or something, right? Yeah, that there definitely was, happened. There was one of those, uh, uh, Progressive at the times, but culturally insensitive 60s comics where Lois Lane becomes black for 24 hours. Oh, <laughs> she yeah. steps into a machine and steps oh, out. I've seen legit- panels from that. <laughs> I legitimately feel like you punched me in the gut when you said that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those covers that has like a bunch of dialogue on the cover and it's like her stepping into a machine and it says like the only way I can cover this story and she's stepping out of the other side and it says is by living a full day as a black woman and she's got like an afro and a bunch of jewelry for some reason which is funny because that came around again in the 90s on every daytime uh, talk show yes oh I need to I need to learn to live my life as a fat person as a disabled person as every possible stupid thing yeah, you didn't learn anything, though, is the problem. Yeah, it's so much easier to just uh, put on a weird costume for a week than it is to, like, listen to other people and care about what they say. Yep. Yeah, and didn't those shows, I mean, those shows should have learned that well, if we wanted to look at, like, ugly or stupid people, we would just watch reality television. Burn. Well, they're, they're the progenitor. You burnt. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you you burnt. You're the one. <laughs> it's you who's burnt. Oh no, it was me all along who am burnt. Thou hast burnt thyself! <laughs> <laughs> right, write this down for the Twilight Zone. <laughs> uh, so, vintage audio. Yep. Uh, I actually kind of really like the top ever post on here. It's a yeah, picture looking of at the that. inside of... Uh, the the like crazy inside of an old uh speaker system console and like the knobs for it just Mm -hmm. like had a big pole that turned a knob that was like six inches away and diagonal on the inside of the machine i really enjoy that is this because they were still using uh analog transistors in those days i guess so they needed to have it be located there on the circuit board yeah i guess so that's cool. I don't know what any of those things mean, but I'm assuming you're right. <laughs> oh man. I I'm you guys know, I don't know if our listeners know, but I'm super into taking old things apart and like learning how they work and stuff, and my uh, girlfriend has an old cabinet radio, like a standing up one. Ooh. Uh and it's amazing because the antenna like Right nowadays, antennas can be very small because we have things like quantum transistors and stuff like that. Like the antenna in your cell phone is so small that you probably don't even know that there's an antenna in there. But uh, in those days, they had to have your antenna be the size of the wavelength of the radio waves that you were trying to capture. So the cabinet is like, you know, maybe, you know, two feet wide by or like four feet wide by two feet deep. And the whole bottom of it is one big square wire that is the antenna. And to change the channels, you just, like, when you turn the knob, it just turns the uh, the big square wire, like, up and down on its plane. It is amazing. <laughs> the, the engineering that went into figuring out how this works is incredible. I kind of liked, uh, I kind of like uh, when, when pieces of electronic equipment were furniture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like you big had TVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a TV that was like it had to be super big, so it was it had like wood surrounding it, and there was a cabinet underneath of it to, uh, for no reason. I mean, I guess you could keep your Sega Genesis in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or even the ones that like, uh, like if you ever watch a movie that has a an old timey radio in it. Yeah. And it's just like a big thing and all it does is be a radio. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying I'm like halfway towards being able to patch uh an MP3 player through the audio of this old radio so that we can Ooh. listen to it through the radio, which would be cool. And I've been looking up a lot of things online of tutorials of like how to do this kind of stuff, but so many of them are like you know, how to hook up an MP3 player to a vintage radio, and then you watch the video, and they're like, look at it, and then they turn it on, and, like, they've put LED lights in it, and it's like <laughs> a like a disco ball inside of this thing, and I'm like, and then, and then they're like, and all you need to do is take out all of the contents of this cabinet and put in a stereo system. And I'm like, <laughs> you fucking asshole. That's like that Marvel cookbook. All you need to do to make vegetable soup is to buy some vegetable soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all you need to do to have a radio is buy a radio and put it in a box. <laughs> uh, I really so I'm like judging... how this circuit board looks like a tiny city. That's always my favorite thing on circuit boards. <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, Brazil or Blade Runner or something. Yep. 
I, uh, so Matt, I'm guessing by the fact that you do this somewhat as a hobby that you may have already visited this subreddit. I have not visited this subreddit because, unfortunately, while I do visit, I have visited some subreddits that deal with this, this board isn't about how these things work or how to make them. This is about bragging about how cool the thing that you bought at a vintage store is, and that I cannot stand. Yeah, there's one, it's a picture of, like, a, it's got some kind of tubes in it, and the cat is sleeping on top of it because it gets really hot. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like looking at that, uh, but if unless these pictures have cats in them, I don't really want to look at them. <laughs> yeah, the problem is a lot of these are like, look at my amazing setup, and it's a bunch of really cool vintage stuff. But they've just like stacked it on top of their modern stuff, and yeah. they don't seem to know. Or, but I mean, I get I'm sure that they know a lot more about audio than I do, but they don't know about how what these things are or why they're cool. They just think like they're getting some sense of elitism out of having older stuff than anyone else. I feel like this is a stage where you see an amazing radio before they then sell it, and good for them, for a lot of money, to someone who has a really nice place <laughs> that it yeah. can look really good in, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, pro- the, the, problem, the problem is, and I hate to say this because I really genuinely appreciate the old engineering of these old radios, the idea that, like, an old radio gives you some kind of superior experience is not true. Yeah. So, I also don't agree. So if you're very rich and you want to have a super nice radio setup, you just buy a new radio setup for your apartment. The reason that these people are like buying old radios is because they're not very rich. They just are trying to be cool by having old stuff. So does it bother you if someone buys like a top of the line Bose and then puts it in an old cabinet? Yes. Okay. So yeah, what I would think you that's dumb. what would you suggest for someone who likes the aesthetics of the older styles but wants the quality of what's available now? I don't mind the I don't think it's bad to have these things, but I think that you should I, I think that it's bad to like them. No. <laughs> I, mean. I I think that I my advice would be that they get a modern receiver that you can plug whatever into and old speakers cuz old speakers are fine the like speaker technology hasn't really changed very much. Uh, it's um, I disagree. I mean like they'll probably be crappy and broken but if you can find like nice old speakers or if you learn how to repair them then you can get them and they look cool uh because they have like that fake wood grain or whatever rather than the like sleek silver that all tiny surround sound speakers come in yeah. you get like a nice cabinet to store your physical media in and you yeah, can buy I'm a nice looking is, record player what if you want one of these nice cabinets that currently houses a broken radio <laughs> is it well, not the... okay to just put your new one in there it's fine. I mean, it's all fine. You can do whatever you want with your property. I'm just saying, like, I even think it's fine to have one of these old radios and listen to it or, like, repair it. I just, if you want to, if you're appreciating old radios, you should learn more about how they're, why they are what they are and how they are what they are. And then you shouldn't try to pretend that that somehow makes them superior to other types of radios. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. It's it's strange, because it's like, a lot of this is people plugging 
record players into modern equipment and then being like, look at my vintage. It's like, all right. No. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Because what you said a minute ago, Jeff, about the speakers, I kind of think the exact opposite is true. The only thing that really changed is, I mean, a turntable is a turntable. You're reading audio off of vinyl or wax back in the old days, and it's just bumps on a thing. So, yeah. like, you're going to get a certain amount of audio quality slash disquality slash whatever you want to say out of that setup. But the speakers are where you get what people talk about, like, warm tones and stuff like that. And it's because speakers were kind of shitty back in the old days. And so there's always <laughs> sort of like a low-level buzz going on, which is fine and kind of cool. But it's not better. It's not like a better representation of the sound that was originally recorded. Yeah, I, it's just like, the thing that we've changed the most isn't the speakers. Like, yeah. speakers if uh, old speakers, uh, not necessarily, like, depending on how old you go, uh, mm. are not ideal. But, like, new speakers, it's just essentially the same idea with modern materials. But, like, the, the receive, the thing that you plug all the speakers into, or that you plug your CD player or record player into, that is so drastically different. Cause you can get something like the size of a couple of stacked DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> rather than a whole goddamn cabinet and all you can do is tune to AM radio on it. <laughs> yeah, although, I, again, I feel like that's so much more impressive to me. I realize that the engine. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that the engineering of making a tiny radio is way harder, but it's also much more computer decided. Whereas yeah. in the old days, people were like, oh shit, we figured out that like somehow we can convey information on these waves of radiation. How do we capture that those waves and turn them into sound again? Mm -hmm. I guess we'll create like a steel cage that catches those rays in it and then vibrates down this metal wire and causes this little membrane to move like, that's crazy and awesome <laughs> that you did that. I'm so impressed with you. And I love the yeah, idea. Yeah, radio of, is basically magic. <laughs> I love the idea of figuring all that out. Like this, this top post or this uh, stereo with the, the knobs that control rods to control other knobs i love yes. the idea of figuring all that out and then being like what can we present to people that's like the simplest <laughs> uh, most <laughs> basic uh, interface yeah that's pretty cool yeah i've just i just had the weird thought that like when were buttons and switches invented because <laughs> it can't be more than like 200 years ago well I mean, if you'll recall, mad scientists had those big, uh, like, H-shaped levers that they would pull to make electricity go into their monster man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are called Frankenstein levers. <laughs> yes, those ones. <laughs> those would be uh, dangerous to touch, right? Like, those are so basic, you're just connecting metal to other metal, like, directly. Yeah, yeah they're no, so basic, Louisa... they wear their Lululemon pants to pick <laughs> Okay, thanks. Louisa, <laughs> the handle was made of wood, so you're probably fine. <laughs> Unless you your hand slips, I guess, yes. right? Then what? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's, yes. that's why that's why Frankenstein's always wear those big rubber gloves that go up to the elbow. Mm. That's true. You got me there. <laughs> I like the fact that you mispluralized Frankenstein's, but you still correctly used Frankenstein instead of Frankenstein's monster. I appreciate that, Joe. <laughs> no, I meant the monster. They wear those big rubber gloves. <laughs> that would be a whole other take on Frankenstein's monster if he was a germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or like the first monster Frankenstein makes is just like, okay, I need to make an assistant so that I can really get down to this monster making business. <laughs> is that not what we're supposed to assume Igor is? I always kind of just assume. Uh, Igor's just some kind of like little deformed Daniel Radcliffe or whatever. I thought maybe he made a- He's a real baff. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe he made a Frankenstein's monster but accidentally gotten two spines and he was like, oh, I guess, I guess I'll just put both in there and see what happens. Yeah, he just, he got a skeleton from one guy and the rest of the body from another guy. And he was like, no, no, I need to mix and match these parts better next time. Because if someone Wait. died because their spine fell out, I guess? <laughs> Wait, Jeff, you said a skeleton from one guy. Do you think that the problem with Igor was that his skeleton was too big for his body? Yeah, for sure. Look at that guy. His skeleton's huge. <laughs> Oh, man, I, I feel like if your whole skeleton was too big for your body, you'd end up looking like Bill Nighy, though. Not like a hunchback. Uh, he doesn't have any skin. He's all skeleton. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> he's, just, he's just a skeleton wearing a wig. All of his organs and everything are dwarfed by the size of his giant skeleton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Actually, for some reason, I was picturing not Bill Nye, but uh, the guy who played the the janitor in Harry Potter and uh, oh, that guy. oh yeah, I can't remember his name. Yes, that yeah, guy. yeah, the guy with uh, the crazy kind of awesome metal hair and everything. For some reason, David yeah, that guy. I want to say that guy's a goddamn skeleton. Yeah, yeah, Walter. he is. Pray enter. Yeah, I have to look up this guy's name because he was really good in that Doctor Who movie. He was in the movie? He was in an episode. Uh, he played... Well, yeah, he was in an episode, and also he played the actor who plays the first Doctor in that, like, oh. biopic. Oh, damn oh. it. I thought it was David Warner, but that's a different it's Dave, grizzled old it's man. David, David Bradley. Ah! I was so close. Guys, you're thinking of David Tennant, and he played the Doctor. <laughs> David Tennant? Now there's a guy with a skeleton too big for his body. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> He's Although like a his- rat man. <laughs> He's, still, he's, got a, he's got a giant head, though. Like, yeah. he doesn't look like he's just a skull on top of a body. He always looks like he's one uh, hit of math away from totally going insane. Yeah, yeah. his true. before and after picture won't look that different. <laughs> See, that's why I liked him as Purple Man so much more than as the Doctor. And I know he every nerd... I know that every nerd in the world hates me already for shitting on vintage audio, and now I'm shitting on Doctor Who, especially <laughs> the David Tennant one, which every nerd loves. But I'm just saying, he was so much better as the Purple Man because he's always struck me as being kind of scarily on the edge. I, he, of the modern Doctors, he is my least favorite. I but agree. I, I think that he was in the mo- the highest number of good episodes. Of the modern Doctors, he's the only one who I've never seen a single episode of his Doctor Who. What? Hmm. Not even Blink? Nope, never. Oh man, that episode's so good. <laughs> Blink ah, is so good. T- I can tie this together. He does a good job being more calm, yet more angry, in Broadchurch, which also features <laughs> David Bradley, who we were just talking about. Boom. Nobody cares. <laughs> that was perfect. That was a perfect connection. David Bradley is great. Why were we talking about David Bradley? <laughs> you won't shame me. <laughs> it won't work. Why is David Tennant only handsome on Doctor Who and scary looking and everything else? <laughs> I think he's always scary looking. <clears throat> well, you've never seen him on Doctor Who. <laughs> I've seen pictures of him on Doctor Who, of course. 
I think that uh, Doctor Who just tricked you into thinking he's handsome by having all of the char- other characters say, oh, how handsome that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he was also her- uh, surrounded by, like, good-looking people, so you'd think it would especially highlight it. Wait, was he? <laughs> what good-looking people were on the Doctor Who? Good-looking uh, Billy- for British people, we should say. <laughs> Billy Piper's good when her mouth isn't open so you can see her weird teeth. Uh, no, she's not, because she still has, like, a kabuki mask of makeup over her face. <laughs> uh, Freemia Agumen is, is good-looking. Okay, I'll give you that one. Uh, I would say Donna is good-looking if you're into older women. No. I would say no. <laughs> she looks like uh, literally anyone off the street. Yeah, yeah she, she looks like someone's funny aunt. <laughs> and that's good-looking to you, Jeff? Uh, you're no, not allowed was, to meet any of my aunts. <laughs> I was being a little sarcastic about her. Yeah. Uh, but also, she was like 40 or 50 when she started being on that show, and the way we value women by their looks does not allow women of that age to be good-looking. I don't know. I think there are some older, good-looking ladies, yeah. even yeah. on Doctor Who, but I don't think that she is one of them. Aunt May in Civil War is super hot, because it's Marissa Tomei. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very upsetting. When, she they doesn't announced, even have... when they announced that she was in that movie, I was like, wasn't she in a movie with Robert Downey Jr.? And I was vindicated, because she absolutely yeah. was. Like My cousin ago. Vinny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. My, uh, yeah, my cousin Tony Stark. <laughs> There's a really weird. Uh, uh, it's it's just so like they've started putting a little gray in Tony Stark's hair, or like Robert Downey Jr. is just going a little gray. Marissa Tomei looks the same as she did 25 years ago. Yeah, she's great. You know, it's really a sign of growing up when you stop wanting to be a par- Peter Parker and start wanting to be an Uncle Ben. <laughs> Yeah, I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Someone put me out of my misery for a while. <laughs> I really want Sandman to shoot me in the head. <laughs> I guess he gets shot in the gut. Yeah, that's Whatever. a real ne- dark Neil Gaiman novel. Shot in the gut? No, Sandman. Oh. That's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I get it now. <laughs> it's a you joke. said novel and it confused me. It's a joke that I made on this podcast we have. <laughs> Wait, are we recording this? <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> All those racist okay. things you're saying, they're fine. <laughs> no one yeah. will know. Okay, push button is what I was looking for. I want to see when they were invented. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uses, no, no history? No history of the push button on Wikipedia? I feel the like Incredible push Hulk buttons... eats a barrel of shrimp a day, according <laughs> yeah, of to the he Marvel cookbook, guys. <laughs> he, ruins, he, he ruins weddings every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> is all he eats is barrels of shrimp? <laughs> I don't know, but he seems to be implying that eating shrimp prevents him from turning back into Bruce Banner when he says, a barrel of shrimp a day keeps the doctor away. Oh no. <laughs> I would love well, to see a season of the deadliest catch where they just have the Hulk on board. Well, you know how the Hulk growls at people, and then you can see he's just got baleen instead of teeth? Because <laughs> he only eats krill. Yeah, he just filters krill while he's swimming in the o- the deep of the ocean. Yeah, that's right. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be amazing if now they reveal that Dr. Bruce Banner was, was flooded with gamma radiation, but then later bitten by a radioactive whale, and that was actually what turned him into the Incredible Hulk? And all this time, everyone was like, why can't we recreate the Hulk experiment? Oh, this is why. 
Yeah, he didn't tell anyone about the time when he was in the Oscorp labs yeah. and uh, a radioactive whale came down on its silken web and bit him. Hey, can I be pissed off about something for a minute here real quick? Always. Uh, well, haven't you been already? <laughs> okay. But go on. What is the deal with modern superhero stuff now having it be that every single super creature in that universe was created by the same single accident? What the fuck horse shit is that? Why is that okay? What are you talking about? Like, uh, like the Flash TV show? Yeah, and the Flash TV Agents show. Every, yeah, Flash TV show. Everyone was created by the 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 dark matter explosion. Agents of Shield. Everyone is an inhuman. Uh, on the, the Smallville, everyone was created by being exposed to kryptonite radiation. Why? Okay. Why does that need to be a thing? I want to completely disagree with you. I want to disagree with you a hundred percent. That is a great move because it eliminates all the bullshit every time that has to be like, uh, so yeah, this guy got bitten by a radioactive spider. Like, if you think about that for a second, it's crazy. And imagine if every new character introduced, they had to deal with that bullshit. Counterpoint, you're the monster. Because they still do that bullshit. Even though, like, every time you're like, yeah, and then there's gonna be a dark matter explosion that turns into a new superhero. They still start every episode with ten minutes of showing you this guy, like, oh, I'm kind of down on my luck, and I I work every day with, like, molten plastic, but I'm sure that that's not gonna relate to my superpower that I'm gonna get in five minutes. Oh no, dark matter explosion! Now I'm Plastic Man! Like, fuck off! I get it! You don't have to do this every time. Well, I'm glad that guy plastic, got destroyed because he plastic sounds terrible. Man hasn't been on the Flash yet. <laughs> I re- I can't wait because I love Plastic Man. That would that's a great addition to the show, but that hasn't happened yet. Matt. Oh, sorry. Don't get my hopes up. I'm sorry. I've been doing punch up on next season scripts, guys. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, yeah. I think Zack Snyder has been doing punch up. All right, you, Fuck, you're I'm right. ruining my cherry gig. <laughs> You're right in that in execution, it's failing. The fact that they keep reminding you, like, hey, remember this thing that happened that we already know about? Yeah. That's their fault. Yes, totally true. But if they didn't do that, it cuts down on all the bullshit. Yeah, but they yeah, don't. The I get why they. Is what I'm saying. I get why they do it. I, I get why they do it, but they're doing it wrong. You you can't have your bread... Your bread. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You, you can't sir- have your bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> Are we on with big sandwich yet? Can we use the term sandwich? <laughs> yes. You can't have your sandwich and eat it too unless you get a delicious big sandwich from mm. Big Sandwich. I'm hungry right now. Big Sandwich is a registered trademark of Sandwich Club. <laughs> How is there not a chain called Big Sandwich? That's a great name for a sandwich store. I'm uh, not even joking. I would totally go to Big Sandwich. The uh, the place I went to was called Munchies in Wayne, New Jersey, and all their sandwiches were basically like fat sandwiches, like in New Brunswick, where me and Matt are familiar with and Louisa isn't. I've had those sandwiches. Yeah, they're very good. I don't like that there's fries on them. Don't care for that. Uh, you're wrong. That's the best part. <laughs> no, French fries no, are great. No, you don't want more bread on your bread. You don't want potatoes uh, in Potatoes that. aren't bread, you Irish fiend. Uh, potato bread, checkmate. Oh, got you there. Potato bread is the best form of bread because it's less like bread and more like delicious potatoes. <laughs> stop, stop arguing my side of this argument, Jeff. <laughs> all I'm saying is it's too much all at once if you have bread and potatoes in the same mouthful. That's monstrous. I like to eat too much all at once because I'm trash. <laughs> What were we talking about? Oh, 
bad superhero origins. Uh, I like how clean it is, but also I don't like that this past week on The Flash, did you guys watch it? Yes. Yes. Wait, uh, but they we're going to spoil it for again. our listeners. Spoilers uh, well, for Well, this listeners. isn't coming out until next, next week, isn't it? Okay, listen, if you plan on watching The Flash but haven't gotten there yet, skip, like, 20 seconds into the future. Okay, Jeff, go quickly. Yeah, they uh, they just were like, okay, we need to give these two superpower, these two kids superpowers. Let's do another particle accelerator explosion. I love that. It was so insane when Harrison Wells announced that that was going to happen. Oh, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, also like that just Barry just disintegrates into the Speed Force and the episode ends. Yep. <laughs> We all saw that coming, though. There's gonna have to be some some Wally West Flash action going on for a while now. Oh, I'm so excited for him and Jesse Quick. Yeah. But anyway, that's all good, and yes, it would be much cleaner if they were just like, okay, this explosion happened, now there's lots of people with superpowers, we're just gonna get right into it every time. But they don't do that. They still re-explain it every time, and that is defeating yeah. the whole point. Yeah, they're still like, I was getting, I was thinking about how mad I was at the Flash and then I got superpowers and they make me turn into a fireball when I get mad. It's like this... Yes, that is that is literally <laughs> as complex as any of the explanations on that show get. Yeah. But also, it's the same as the thing that makes me mad about the later seasons of Doctor Who, going back to Doctor Who, which is I really don't like it when a TV show assumes that I haven't watched any of the previous episodes, even though it's like an ongoing story, and so they need to reset it every time. Stop it! You don't need to do that! Like, you need to trust that your audience is going to get on board from the beginning. You say that, but some shows that don't do that, like a lot of the uh, more like highbrow dramas like Game of Thrones, they don't always explain things to you over and over and spoon-feed them to you. I enjoy that, but everyone I talk to is so confused because they don't get it. Yeah, but Game of Thrones starts every episode with ten minutes of previously on Game of Thrones. Which apparently isn't even enough for most of the people that I talk to about the show. <laughs> yeah, but don't forget that also every time Jon Snow comes on, he's like, Hi, I'm Jon Snow, the bastard son of Ned Stark who died in the first season because he was uh, fighting against Cersei Lannister. But now I'm the leader of the Night's Watch and I'm going to help to save the people north of the Wall from the uh, White Walkers. So let's get started. This happens a lot <laughs> on in this the books. podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is uh, the the Night's Watch podcast with your hosts John Snow, Dolores Ed, and uh, what's Sam's name? Sam Gamgee. <laughs> yeah, his friend Samwise Gamgee. Okay, can I seriously, guys? Uh, someday we're going to get a subreddit that's going to be about Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings or something similar. Can we all agree right now that whenever we get those kinds of things, we'll do the rest of the episode in character as characters from that show slash universe? What if we're not no, familiar see, with it? That's even this, better. <laughs> this is just that podcast I was talking about at the top of the show. We can't do that. I'm just saying. But also, yes, yeah, obviously let's... I'll do Jon Snow the whole episode. That's fine. I want to be uh, Ramsey Bolton. Oh, God. Yeah. Why? I love that crazy motherfucker. Oh, God. I had to listen at dinner the other night to Matt defend Ramsey Bolton for no reason for a hell of a long time. <laughs> I, no, I was never arguing that he's a good person. I was arguing that he's a fun character, and I agree with that 100%. <laughs> you agree Ramsey with yourself? Ramsey Snow, the bastard of <laughs> yes. Bolton. Yeah. No. Oh man, he's the only one who doesn't give a shit about anything! I hated... Did you guys play the Game of Thrones Telltale game? No. No. 
Okay, he shows up in it, and there's a part where a character you're playing as is given the option to stab him in the face, except it takes place, like, earlier, so you know that you can't, but it still gives you that option. Did you so do what it? happens when you do it? If you choose stab him in the face, he just stops you from doing it. Yeah. And it really bothered me because I super wanted to stab him in the face because that character is a monster. Yeah. He's also a very, he's, uh, he's a little scarier than some of the Freddy Kruegers and Frankensteins we were talking about earlier. He doesn't have the slick coolness of, uh, of Voldemort, but he is, a, he doesn't I agree have the, that. He doesn't have the slick coolness of a child molester who's been burned <laughs> wearing a bad sweater. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's not as good of a villain as say Tony Blair. Uh, okay. <laughs> he hid all that wizard knowledge from all of us. <laughs> but of I agree he was, that he, he is a the... very compelling villain because he's just like a lunatic crazy monster. Yeah. No, well that's the thing because it's a show full of villains, right? Almost everyone is a villain in some way, and yeah. he's the only villain that is like you like so many of the villains, you you now know so well that you can predict what they're going to do every time. Like Cersei Lannister is always going to do whatever it takes to protect her children, and like that's just not that's not fun anymore. But Ramsay Bolton, you never know what that crazy motherfucker is going to do. <laughs> well, you know he's going to flay open someone's dick and balls every episode. Yeah, but that's the thing; he has no limits. He like nothing <laughs> is be- is out of out of bounds for him and i kind of love that kind of character we'll see yeah i always feel bad for the actor because he's he's a good actor i think and then when you see him uh do press things or like just out and about and he's smiling and he's happy like he's a nice person i'm sure but he he's doing the same thing that he does when he's about to do something insane on the show and it's very upsetting (laughs) louisa you should watch the the TV series Misfits. It's on Hulu. Mm. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Oh, he, is he? He's on that. Yeah, he's the he's. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything about it, but he is a character that you think is going to be a crazy murderer, but he's not. So you spoiled everything. <laughs> no, I didn't spoil anything because that's kind of how he's set up from the beginning. That's the one about delinquent teens who get superpowers. Yes, but it's much more about them being delinquent teens than it is about superpowers. Okay. Hmm, do they all get superpowers from, like, the same sort of chemical spill event? That's another one, yes. They, they all get their <laughs> same superpowers from a storm that happens. But, again, I feel like that show at least makes fun of that trope because they're like, what the fuck? Why is everyone in that storm? Didn't anyone go inside? Like... I thought that was kind of cute. Well, I mean, that also goes back to, like, the Fantastic Four. They all got their powers from the same thing at the same time, right? I was going to say Static Shock started it, but it was totally the Fantastic Four. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm fine with all four of your heroes that are all together at the time all getting their powers in the same way. All getting crazy Uh, But they all got different powers. Well, okay, yes, fine, whatever. (laughs) But what I'm saying is I'm not okay with the fact that then every villain they fight in perpetuity and every plotline they're involved with forever is only revolving around that one event. I disagree. I like it. I still like it. I still think it's a good idea. Cuts down. I, on the I don't bullshit. know. I, I they it. don't. They don't mention uh, how Spider-Man got his powers. Uh, but the way they talk about it in Civil War, it seems like they're not making him just an inhuman, which well, I was kind of afraid they were going to do. Uh, like, but I, I'm pretty sure that he he still does the. Uh, spider bite so everybody in the marvel movies gets their powers in a different way but that tv show sound oh. sounds like they're setting up for a uh 
House of M movie, am I right, Jeff? You get the reference? Yes, I get the reference, okay. but also, uh, in, in my mind, my head canon is Scarlet Witch already said no more mutants, and that's why the X-Men aren't in those movies. Oh, very clever. <laughs> uh, yeah, clever. What I didn't like <laughs> about but, uh, but Jeff, how, uh, no more mutants is M Day, not House of M. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's how House of M ended. Yeah, right? so, no I, sorry to put you on blast, but, uh, you were completely wrong. So. Okay, House, well, that means House of M already happened in the past. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> now, I was gonna say, what bothered me on the most recent Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't caught up, I guess? Oh, Minor I'm not spoiler? caught up. Don't, don't oh. say it. Oh. <laughs> I'm also not caught up, but I don't like that show, so I don't care. Um, okay, I guess I can't say anything. Never mind. <laughs> But guys, if you want to turn your hamburger into a Superman burger, just draw a Superman symbol on it and ketchup, apparently. Yeah. Wait, why is that in the Marvel cookbook? There's also a DC cookbook that I'm now looking for. You won't be able to see it while you're eating it, but you'll know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, when I was was a very young child, the way my parents would trick me into eating meatloaf is they would call it, uh, underdog meat pie. Ew. (laughs) What? That makes it sound like like eating a dog pie. No, no, no! They were like, "This is underdogs. This is underdogs' favorite food." And I was like, "Oh hell yeah, I love underdog." There's dog in that pie, Jeff. Don't eat it. That sounds terrible. What? Also, yeah, not no, a, they, they, meatloaf is in, is in no way a pie. Did that not uh, occur to you? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it might have been a reference to a specific thing that happens in an episode of Underdog, but I don't remember anything that happened in my life. Okay. Apparently a Superman <laughs> yogurt parfait is just dye yogurt blue, red, and yellow, and then mix it all in a glass, which sounds like a terrible idea. Mm. Yeah, then you get brown yogurt. <laughs> Mmm, Superman's favorite, brown yogurt. Yep. It's kind of a shame all this stuff happened in the 70s and 80s when there weren't any foods <laughs> that existed. Because <laughs> all these things could be made so much better nowadays. You could use actual yeah, we, ingredients. Yep. Yeah, we hadn't invented, like, dyeing burger buns bright red yeah. or black. <laughs> hey, Jeff, did you, you never really figured out when push buttons were invented. Can you look up when food was invented? <laughs> Okay, I'm actually going to Google when food was Well, invented. food was invented Enter. several hundred years ago, but in the United <laughs> States, it didn't really get invented till about the mid-80s. Uh, Google says the 1930s. Okay. Yeah. Oh, when the Great Depression was, it's so <laughs> ironic that we got food and then it was snatched away. <laughs> Oh, okay, I see. The reason it picked this was because it's an article about foods that were invented by accident, and the first example is the chocolate chip cookie invented in the 30s. Those are so good. It's like, it's weird to think that the default cookie was invented less than 100 years ago. Yeah, before that, people ate a lot of bullshit. It was like hardtack. (laughs) It was like, here's hardtack. (laughs) Hardtack with raisins in it. It's a cookie, and you're excited. It's Christmas. (laughs) Hardtack sounds like something you use to fix a hole in your wall. Basically. Hardtack is what they would give you on ships. Well, what's even weirder, to me at least, is that the uh, like the modern concept of sushi was only invented like 200 years ago. Like, it's not even that old, and it seems like it should be an ancient thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because like... Most things about Japanese culture are, like, hundreds or thousands of years old. Yeah, and there are weird traditions around sushi. Like, I I don't know if you guys have seen the Hero Dreams of Sushi documentary, which is very, very good, and I highly recommend it. Nope. Um, But but they talk... 
Sorry, go. Jiro dreams of sushi. It's pronounced hero in the movies. Oh, that's weird. So that's weird that they romanized it with a J. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, go on. Uh, yeah, like he goes on about like the traditional way to cook the 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 seaweed to make the sushi wrappings or whatever, and he's like fanning a flame while he's talking to them because he never stops making sushi through the whole fucking movie. But anyway, <laughs> like, th- with all of these old traditions around it, you're like, oh, this must be some ancient thing. But it was, like, 1850s. Huh. That's true of a lot of foods, though. Yeah. I, I like, uh, it's, like, sushi has pretty much become one of the the staple foreign foods in America. We have like, all right, you can go to the Chinese food or Mexican food or Indian food. Uh, and sushi is like right up there with those. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is since the like fifties. Like yeah. we didn't know about sushi until, until after world war two. Yeah. Wait, I think even later than the fifties, I don't yeah. think sushi really became a thing until the eighties. Yeah. Maybe I think even the you're late right there. 80s. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I'm saying like the first time Westerners would have like known about it, like just civilians and not like diplomats and explorers is definitely post-World War II. But yeah, I guess it probably exploded with, uh, the globalization of, of business in like the eighties when like Japan became a tech giant. Yeah. Yeah. I remember in, uh, the breakfast club when Claire has sushi for lunch cause she's so like preppy and rich. (laughs) Like that, like that was a signifier of that. I I posit that if you just put a flash lightning bolt shaped piece of cheese on top of your pizza, that will just melt and then it won't be a flash pizza anymore. What if it's American cheese, which is made of rubber and not cheese? <laughs> that would probably yeah, still maybe. work. <laughs> it says a slice of cheddar, though. They probably mean American cheese, though, don't they? Yellow American cheese. <laughs> yeah, because that used to be called uh, American cheddar cheese. Yeah, and the Flash's symbol is yellow on white, so that would make sense. Mm. That Yeah, I uh, I looked up American cheese. I'm like, where does this garbage come from? <laughs> yeah. It was literally like people in America were like, well, we only have these bad ingredients, but we want to make cheddar cheese. I love the spin on that, though. Like, Velveeta, their thing was about, there's a whole cup of milk in every slice or something? That was their thing for a while. Jesus, but it's so small. Yeah, but the thing is, like, they're spinning that, like, isn't this amazing? A whole cup of milk. But that's, like, the legal minimum (laughs) amount of dairy you can have and (laughs) still call call it cheese in America. I still believe in Europe that you are not allowed to call it cheese. It's American cheese food. Yeah, Yeah, in in America, pretty much every American cheese says pasteurized cheese product or pasteurized dairy product. Oh, gross. I hate it. Like like how Breyers now sells uh, frozen dairy dessert instead of ice cream. <laughs> Vintage audio! Oh yeah, we yeah, never found about da, da, da. push buttons. <laughs> but push buttons must have come after electricity, right? Because what yeah. else are you connecting by pushing the button? Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I don't, Inventor. Yeah. Didn't... I feel like Leonardo da Vinci had push buttons on things. What would they do? Oh, though? he definitely invented, like, teleporters and stuff when he fought the Lactos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, there's nothing you can say as a joke that isn't something that's in a fucking comic book already. <laughs> I just found a cookbook from the 80s, and the, the spread in the middle of it is called Vegetable Robots, and it's a bunch of, like, <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. 
It's amazing. Oh, man. Wait, can I, can I really what? quickly read you the dialogue yes. that these robots are having? Yes. Okay. Attention, junk food eaters. We are the vegetable robots. We come to destroy junk food. Voice. <laughs> we will annihilate your puny sugar-coated snacks. Do not try to resist us. We have the power of nutrients. Take, take us to your eater. That's... That's this, that's a real thing that pub, that was published in the eighties. Wait, you said robots? Was it just one that was speaking? No, the, <laughs> those are all. They're all standing in a line together, sort uh, of like okay. I guess okay. maybe this is their like Green Lanterns chant. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to read that again, but do a different voice for each robot. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> Attention, junk food eaters! No, I'm not gonna do it. I was gonna do the whole thing again with the exact same voice. <laughs> That would have been really good. <laughs> but it would have taken so long. Just cut the audio in there. Yeah. No, I'm not worried about uh, it taking a long time for me to do. I'm worried about it taking a long time for our listeners to listen to. Uh, it sounds uh, terrible. It looks... Are these robots made of, like, carrots and celery? I don't understand. Yeah, like, the one is, two, the legs are celery, and then the body is, like, a cucumber slice, and it's ears, I guess, or mushrooms, and... Oh, a lot of them, their eyes are olives, which is gross. <laughs> All of this sounds terrible. Yep. It looks like flashlights from 1898 may have had the first buttons. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that would make sense, because they would be connecting metal to the battery. Is that right? Is that how that would be? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I literally don't know how any technology works. As far as I'm concerned, it might as well be a little tiny wizard inside of my phone doing all of it. <laughs> this is I feel like this is why our show works, though, because I feel like we all have different areas of knowing things, except for superheroes. I guess superheroes... Mm, no, because I know way more, like, you know a lot about superheroes, Matt, yes. but I am... Uh, it's. I could go on an episode of My Strange Addiction about it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I guess this superhero cookbook that I can't stop looking at is the perfect overlap of all of our areas of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. true. Matt, you like old stuff. <laughs> Louisa, you like terrible food. Yep. <laughs> well, it's and a, I like things with superhero symbols on it's them. It's the perfect overlap because it's, yeah, terrible recipes that I wouldn't want to make, and it's superheroes saying out-of-character things that neither of you want to hear or know about <laughs> yeah. and i'm sure they look off model in almost every picture <laughs> yep it's true uh, it's the worst uh, thing yep well that's uh that's our show i think this is we've talked for like an hour and 15 minutes about vintage audio no uh, making sure to inform we, our readers a lot <laughs> we didn't talk we talked for one minute about vintage audio <laughs> oh it was a very very extensive deep dive into r slash vintage audio <laughs> yep but I think we had some fun. <laughs> that's the main goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I agree. We definitely had fun. <laughs> Hopefully that, that got captured in the, in the MP3s. Yep. Yep. So hopefully you liked the show as much as we all did, and uh, if you do, please rate and review us on iTunes like our friend Richie did. Thank you again, Richie, for the, the kind words. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Seeing Reddit, and I'm Matt Heron. You can find me at Kamikaze Pilot. 
I'm Jeff Kowalski. You can find me at J3FK. You should also listen to Creepy Podsta, my other podcast. You can find all these uh, at funtimes.online. Um, that's it. <laughs> and I'm Louisa Heron. You can find me at Heronbird on Twitter or at Louisa Heron on Instagram. And yeah, my email address is Louisa at funtimes.online. Yeah, you can also find her at Yokai Watch Fan 420 <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, because I get real high and talk about Yokai Watch all the time. Her, her favorite Yokai is Fat Nugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, uh, in my imagination, you did it by accident because you have 420 Yokais. <laughs> and then I you did it without high. noticing. Why people send me yeah. tie dye gifts all the time. <laughs> Why does everyone keep sending me a picture of Mangy Mutt smoking a blunt? <laughs> Is Manji not a yokai or is he an underdog villain? <laughs> he loves me. Uh, the only under- underdog villains are human beings. I'm yeah. more sinister. That always se- seemed really out of whack to me. The fact that underdog didn't fight other dogs. That just seemed right. Uh, I think Overcat was a villain. Oh no. That's terrible. Top Cat. Isn't that, that Isn't that who it should be? Isn't that who it should be? Top that's the underdog versus top cat i would love that (laughs) oh that okay this is the next Zack snyder movie underdog v (laughs) top cat i would watch it colon dawn of justice someone write a ten thousand word fan fiction of underdog versus top cat but then they fall in love by the end i'm going to fanfiction.net right now (laughs) i genuinely can't remember what top cat's thing was was he just a cat in a junkyard like all the other cats he was a wise-talking cat in a purple vest with a purple hat on, and he led, like, a gang of alley cats. I thought he had a real fey voice, but I'm thinking of Snagglepuss, aren't I? Yes, you definitely Ugh. are thinking of Snagglepuss. Yeah, he had, like, a Brooklyn voice, I think. Okay. So is he is he functionally different from Heathcliff in any way? Uh, Heathcliff doesn't wear clothes and also fights the garbage ape. <laughs> what? <laughs> Garbage ape. You guys don't. You guys don't know about garbage ape. <laughs> All right. So hopefully you'll come back next time for another great episode of Seeing Reddit. See you next Tuesday. Thank you. Don't read the comments. garbage ape. No! It's a recurring joke in Heathcliff that makes no goddamn sense. It's the ape that uh, goes through the neighborhood at night knocking over everyone's garbage cans. I see a picture of garbage ape, but he does not have a cookbook. (laughs) Did you search garbage ape cookbook? I did, yes. It's all recipes for American cheese dishes. <laughs> the first two the first two image results are uh, Heathcliff panels talking about garbage ape. The third one is the donuts cookbook. So, I guess I guess anyone who likes donuts is a garbage ape. I guess that's what we're supposed to get out of that.
Shadow Pumpkinhead wrote a story in 2008 called Underdog vs. Overdog, and his avatar is a uh, sexy Lois from Family Guy. Gross. Wait, are you saying that the the character is drawn sexily, or is that just how you refer to that character? Uh, no, it's it's like a big boobs version oh, okay. of Lois Griffin. I hope Hold we on. get to see sexy Lois again in this episode <laughs> of Family Guy. To be fair, she's the sexiest character on that horrible show. To be fair, she's the sexiest character in fiction. <laughs> Jeff Kowalski. Hashtag damn it's true.